NPR calls this research provocative. The 139 podcast starts now. Welcome to 139, the official podcast of Love Times 2. Here is your host, Mike Victor. Hey, welcome everybody to 139. This is the official podcast of Love Times 2. And I'm really glad that you could join me today because I'm going to touch on a brand new study that adds one more significant chapter in what we know scientifically about life in the womb. This is really important stuff, and I don't want you to miss this because the pro-life perspective gets thrown under the bus all the time as being anti-science. You've probably heard that criticism before. Uh, I've heard it quite a bit. Uh, it's, you know, if, if you believe that life in the womb should be protected, well, you're being anti-science. Uh, I saw a blog post the other day about someone who was trying to boil down progressive philosophy down into six simple sentences. And one of the sentences that they drafted is, science is real. Okay, I'll grant that. Uh, Science is real. (laughs) We're not arguing that point at all. In fact, science is a powerful reminder of the beauty of life in the womb. And the whole process of motherhood and fatherhood. So it's sort of irritating when you see a progressive uh, statement come out that says science is real. Obviously, the indication is uh, if you don't agree with our worldview, then science is not real to you. Well, that's just simply not true. But don't miss this point. And this this is very important for us to understand in changing the culture. There are a lot of millennials who view the Christian worldview as anti-science. So when a progressive states that science is real, this is really playing to the crowd. This is playing to the anti-science views that many millennials have today. So uh, from our perspective, let's understand very clearly, a lot of millennials look at a Christian perspective as anti-science. But let's not be afraid of science. Let's not avoid the discussion. Let's dive right in and, uh, and show how science affirms the value of life in the womb. Now, I don't know how many of you have seen this new research that I'm going to talk about today, but this is something that it's totally fascinating to me. I think it's going to be to you as well. In fact, more than fascinating. I think it's just one of those things that we should just be in awe about. And as I said, it's more evidence that life in the womb is fully human. Does anyone really argue that point anymore? I mean, I know there's some fringes out there, and uh, you know there are the uh, radical professors at the universities, for example, that may equate an unborn child uh, to an earthworm on a sidewalk and so forth. But you know, seriously, I-, I can't recall the last time I heard someone even attempt to intelligently deny that an unborn child is fully human. Now, with more and more research like this, why would they even try? Science is a really big problem for abortion advocates. Now, I did read an NPR blog on this new research, and they referred to the research as provocative. Seriously, NPR called it provocative. Now, let me tell you about the research, and you decide, as you're listening to this, you decide if provocative is the description that you would use. Okay, so here's the deal. Researchers at Lancaster University in the UK just released the results of a study on the visual development of babies in the womb. And what they found is that unborn babies at 34 weeks are like newborn babies in that they prefer face-like stimuli. Now listen to this. The research team used a light source to project a pattern of three dots in the shape of eyes and a mouth through the uterine wall 
And then they measured using ultrasound. They measured the way the, the baby responded. Now to the surprise of even the lead researcher on this project, the findings show that babies of 34 weeks will turn their heads to track the face-like pattern. Now, I can't show you this on a podcast, but imagine in your mind what the researchers are doing here. Imagine a triangle. The triangle was used to represent represent a face-like shape. So, in your mind, picture a triangle with two dots like eyes at the top and one dot like a mouth at the bottom of the triangle. This is what the researchers used to represent face-like stimuli on the uterine wall, and it worked. Babies in the womb turn their heads in response to this. Absolutely amazing. Now, of course, there were the naysayers. You know, I guess these are the ones who were provoked by the provocative research who are trying to say that it has nothing to do with facial recognition. The babies are just turning their heads because of the three dots of lights. Well, that's where it gets better. There was no such movement. No such movement. When the team, the research team, projected three inverted dots in the shape of a triangle with one dot on the top, two on the bottom. Apparently, when the inverted triangle lights were on the uterine wall, the baby paid no attention to it. But when it was flipped and you had the two dots on the top, one dot representing the mouth at the bottom, the babies turned their heads. It's the first time that this type of research has ever been done. The first time that it's been explored like this, ever. And what it reveals is the baby's clear preference for face-like shapes. Now, the lead researcher on this project was a Professor Vincent Reed. And Professor Reed had this to say. There was the possibility that the fetus would find any shape interesting due to the novelty of the stimulus. If this was the case, we would get no difference in how they responded to the upright or the upside-down versions of the stimuli. But, as it turned out, they responded in a very different way that was very similar to infants. Now, Professor Reed continued to say, this rules out the idea of filial imprinting in the way that ducklings imprint on their mother because we have shown that the preference for face-like shapes is already present before birth. The preference for face-like shapes is already present before birth in an unborn child. Now, honestly, is there anything more human than facial recognition? This is the amazing science of life in the womb. This is not fairy tale stuff. This is not make-believe. This is the science of human life made possible by a rapidly advancing technology such as 4D ultrasound. For those of us working to protect and nurture life, science is in our corner. This is one more study that drives that point home. You want science? We've got science. We don't need to run away from the scientific debate on this. Science is affirming increasingly the humanity of life in the womb. Now, let's jump back really quick to NPR and its labeling of this research as provocative. You know what? Maybe it is. Maybe NPR nailed it. Maybe provocative is the right word since the more we learn about the science of life in the womb, the more we understand that in every single abortion, a human life is being destroyed. So is it provocative to the culture? I'd have to say yes. It's very provocative to the culture. Now, let me leave you with this thought. Have you ever held a newborn baby? I mean a really newborn baby. Then 
You know what I mean when I, when I say their little eyes will study your face with a look of innocence and wonder that you will not find in anything else on the face of the earth. Why is that? Where does this preference for facial recognition come from? Well, I'll tell you what I think. I think it comes from seeing the face of God. The same God who knits us together in the womb. The same God that tells us we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Maybe you think that sounds crazy. I think it's a beautiful thing. Hey, that's it for now. If you have a comment or an issue you'd like to have this podcast addressed, email me. I'd love to hear from you at podcast at lovetimes2.org. And always remember, change the culture and the politics will follow. This has been 139, the official podcast of Love Times 2. Join us in the journey at lovetimes2.org. That's love, the letter X, and the number 2, dot O-R-G. Thanks for listening.